0: Colorado Right to Life needs your help. Make sure to visit their website at crtl.org. That stands for Colorado Right to Life, crtl.org. Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. This is Real Science Radio. I'm Fred Williams.
1: And I'm Doug McBurney, Bible student, science geek, amateur comedian. It's great to be back with you, Fred, talking about real science on Friday.
0: So, on our first show of 2024, we aired our first Man on the Street interviews where we began by asking, Do you believe in a flat earth? And we mostly left that question hanging as a prelude to the show that we're going to do today where we plan to review a debate that Will Duffy had with two flat earthers, Austin Whitsitt and his compatriot Jaron Campanella, who is one of the most well-known flat earthers out there.
1: Now, Fred, first of all, I can't believe that we're actually discussing this. I-, I thought that the question of a flat earth was laid to rest. I mean, at least for Western civilization, sometime around the late 15th century at the latest date. But now there's this growing interest in Flat Earth. There are YouTube channels on it. I mean, aside from the obvious, you know, the pothead gamer types, there seems to be quite a few Christians that are advocating for the Flat Earth.
0: So, Doug, you're exactly right. I've noticed a lot of this stuff on YouTube, and they seem to be getting a little bit more sophisticated in their arguments. They're employing all kinds of tactics that under the surface are vaporous and illusionary, but more than enough to convince someone who's you know gullible and hears this stuff and they think, the way they present it, they act like they really know what they're talking about and they act like they actually know the science. So for the sake of time, I'd like to do a few things related to the debate between Will and these two flat earthers. So first, we're going to deal with a couple of Will's arguments that he presented against the flat earthers. I want to show you their responses. It's going to be really interesting. Then we're going to talk about this particular flat earthers biggest claim of evidence against the globe. We're going to address that. And then finally, and most importantly, we're going to finish up explaining why flat earth belief leads people to hell.
1: Yes, yes. And so, Fred, I tried to watch this four hour debate. And last week, Fred, you talked about the bullet ant bite. Do you remember that? The bullet ant fight. I yeah, think you guys said this is the source of the greatest pain on the planet. That it basically compares to walking across hot coals with a three-inch nail driven through your heel, something like that. It was really bad, right? Well, yeah. I would. <laughs> I just want to say I think that the flat Earth debate. I, I think it probably beats the bullet ant, the the hot coals, the three-inch nail, all
0: of it. So. <laughs> So, I think I, I, I got to agree I, with you on that one.
1: I can tell by the the notes that you sent me that it seems like you watched the entire debate and you just, you had the patience of Job. That's all.
0: Yeah, it was it was tough. It was a four-hour debate. So, But Doug, before we dive in, are you ready for the interesting fact of the week?
1: Oh, that's right. The interesting fact of the week. Of course, I studied. Fred, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. Due to its gravitational pull, what generally happens to the human body when the moon is directly overhead?
1: You get a little taller.
0: <laughs> do <it> again. <laughs> Sorry, Doug, not quite. You know, that's one of the multiple choice answers I was going to give you. Oh,
1: no, you actually- that means I'm just the average moron i hope <laughs> to avoid that classification
0: but there you, uh, go. you know that's a good guess though but it's actually you'll weigh slightly less so there you go that's the uh interesting now, fact that of the makes week.
1: sense yeah right it, yeah it like like when a tornado you get that little lift i don't know you live in colorado right fred
0: yeah, yeah, we don't get a lot of tornadoes here, but we do get some, especially on the East Plains, but yeah.
1: One time I was driving across I-70, and a tornado came, and all of us were heading for the overpass, and there was this mad dash to try to get under the overpass. I couldn't get there, and I I felt my car suddenly, everything became weightless for a second, and then everything went back to normal, and oh, it was terrifying. Oh, man.
0: Were you terrifying. by yourself? Yeah, yeah, I was okay. terrified. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So anyway,
1: but so I should have known the answer to that question anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if the listening audience knows, we talked about it on uh, a couple shows ago, that you actually had a tornado in San Diego. So
1: Yeah, but that, that was just like a cute Southern California tornado. This one in Colorado, I mean, the <laughs> hail was going sideways. It was
2: terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have them here oh. on the Gulf Coast, too.
0: Okay. Ah,
1: Pete Fisk. Pete Fisk speaks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to bring on to the show, Mr. Pete Fisk. He's been involved in this flat earth debate for some time, for a long time. Pete also actively involved in presenting uh, young earth creationism. I thought for this show, it'd be good to get Pete on the show because he knows a lot about the flat earth arguments, the flat earth community. He's had to deal with them. So Pete, welcome back to real science radio.
2: Thanks for having me, Fred and Doug.
1: Oh, it's great to have you, Pete. Can you tell us, quickly walk us through how you got involved in the Flat Earth debate?
2: Okay, well, a number of years ago, probably about 2015, I got acquainted with a specific Bible app that I thought the guy that was the creator of the Bible app, he had it tattooed on his car. So I I friended him on Facebook and we started chatting on the phone. This guy's name was Robert Forst out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So he started talking and he said, oh, I'm not the creator of the app, but I promote it. It's a good app. I said, okay, well, yeah, I agree. Well, long story short, we started talking about our backgrounds and I told him I'm an engineer by training. You know, I'm a science person. I believe in in young earth creation. I used to be, I'm a former evolutionist. And uh, he said, well, you know, I I don't have a science background. He said, he started telling me about uh, he had a drug problem. He was on drugs, and he was a recovering drug addict. Okay, that was nice, and he found Jesus. So that's cool. But then he started talking about all these conspiracies, and I said, okay, well, I, I, a red flag started going up. And then he said, oh, do you? by the way, the earth is flat. I, and I started cracking up. I said, really, man? I said, uh, that's a good he said, no, no, and he was dead serious. And I'm <laughs> like, are you serious? Really? And then he, he started talking. He started saying all these weird things. How we've been programmed by NASA and the Freemasons and the Jesuits into yeah, believing yeah. the Earth is round a sphere. And I'm, I'm saying, okay, no, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, Pete, I'm, I'm sure, yes, we, you are. And then he, he invited me to check out this guy named Eric Dubay. Well, I checked out Eric Dubay and watched a couple of his videos. That's all I could stomach. And as it turned out, I did some background checks on Eric Dubay. Eric Dubay, as you guys probably know, by far, he's not a Christian. He's actually uh, calls himself a a pagan, a Buddhist. He lives in Thailand. He practices Kung Fu. Nothing wrong with martial arts. I was a martial arts guy at one time, but he does it religiously, and he also does yoga, and he also denies that Jesus existed, and he's also a Satanist, which he doesn't Hmm. tell people.
1: This is some a leader in the movement? Unfortunately, I'm yeah, not.
2: Eric Debay is the de facto false messiah of the of the flat Earth movement. He actually wrote two books in the early 2000s, or maybe the 2010s, around 2014, I believe. One called The Atlantean Conspiracy, and the other one, 200 Proofs for a Flat Earth. And he posted them on an ebook, I think on Audible. I went through some of his material, and it's verbatim what modern flat earthers including other flat earth false teachers teach.
1: And and what a lot of Christians are falling into, obviously which you which you found out.
2: Yeah. And if I may, most of the flat earth teachers now who follow Eric DeBay or have have, have gotten their material from him call themselves Bible believing Christians. The late Rob Skiba and Robbie Davidson and I believe Dave Weiss is Jewish, but I think he's calls himself a Christian now. And others prominent flat-earth false teachers claim to be Bible-believing Christians. And it's this lure, they're very uh, serious. Dean Odell, by the way, he's a pastor in Opelika, Alabama. He is a flat-earth pastor with a prominent online following. He's the one that debated Greg Locke in Nashville. And long story short on that, Dean Odell, he's got a lot of followers, and there's a lot of so-called Christian flat-earth teachers out there that are poisoning the minds of gullible and I hate to say it, of our fellow brethren who don't have a lot of depth in their faith, and they're easily taken in by this lie.
0: Yeah, you know, Will Duffy—that's what got him involved in this too. Kind of similar to you, Pete. He was talking to a friend on Facebook, and they mentioned this thing about flat Earth. And I, from what I recall, Will thought they were kidding, and then they, he realized they're not kidding. And so Will's gone down this two-year path of just taking on this flat Earth argument, this flat Earth movement. And so he recently, as mentioned earlier, he had a debate with a couple of flat earthers. And I think that's something that's going to be fun to jump into. And, you know, it's kind of a theme. I found this quote, and it's from a guy from Boston University. His name's Lee McIntyre. And this is so true. I mean, and you'll see this as we go through Will's debate with these two flat earthers. So Lee said this, flat earthers seem to have a very low standard of evidence for what they want to believe, but an impossibly high standard of evidence for what they don't want to believe.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. and, and, And that's something, by the way, Fred, Pastor Bob Enyard and I, for many years, we did a yearly show on the negative effects of marijuana. And that's almost verbatim something Bob said about the pot legalization advocates. And the pot advocates, the marijuana advocates in general, you know, they would accept the most ludicrous assertions about how good marijuana was, but you couldn't get them to ever admit that there was any problem with someone smoking dope. Anyway, oddly enough, it's almost like the confluence of of a couple of uh, civilizational events coming together, the... The legalization of marijuana in the mid two thousands and interest in flat Earth by twenty twenty four is through the roof. Uh, anyway,
0: yeah, was, yeah, I think uh,
2: there's a correlation there uh, to some because people, you know, when you're when you're not thinking straight and when you when you don't have a foundation, a firm foundation like all three of us have in, in scripture and science, I think that that it's easy to, to just believe any fast talking con man. And all these flat earthers are flim, flim people. They, are, they really are.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. and that's a, a great segue to just remind everyone that it's the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that inspired the scientific revolution. Amen. The reason we have the scientific method is because Christians believe that God's creation was discoverable, logical, reasonable and that it could be discovered by us and that god made it for us to discover so i just want to get that out there yeah
2: the founders of modern science isaac newton uh robert boyle james lister just to name three uh johannes kepler we're all bible believing creationists not evolutionists and creation is the foundation of modern science, as opposed to being anti-science. Now, we as creationists, I've talked to Jonathan Sarfati, he's a friend of mine, and Jono basically said, this is another front that biblical Christians, biblical creationists have to fight now. Not only do we have to fight the evolutionists, or the, the, I don't like to say fight the evolutionists as much as the lie of evolution. Now we've got to fight the flat earth lie on top of it. Satan is a master tactician. In
0: these yeah. last days, hey, a quick aside, Pete. You and I—the first time we met in person was at a uh, Answers in Genesis conference, and that's where we first met Jonathan Sarfati. And he was playing people at chess. This guy was a world-class chess champion. He beat Bobby Fischer once, even. He was the champion of New Zealand, and he played yeah. like seven people blindfolded backwards. Yeah, uh, you know where he's not facing the board. And your son—I'll never forget—he took yeah. his queen. Yeah. Was it Nick?
2: Yeah, yeah. it was Nick. Nick. Yeah, not Andy. It yeah. was Nick that took his queen. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Nick took his queen, and yeah. Sarfati. There was a pause. So after he takes his queen, Sarfati, and his back's, yeah, his back's facing the table. He goes, huh? Just to, yeah. that's all yeah. he did was, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, Sarfati and, you know, came hey, back hey, and Fred, Fred, still beat him. I, I
2: reminded Jono of that, and he goes, "Was well, that your son?" I said,
0: yeah. He said, you caught him well. <laughs> so, okay, so we're going to play a brief clip. And this is where Will Duffy in this debate, he shows a map of Australia alongside the flat earth version of Australia. And it's pretty hilarious. So for our listening well, well, before
2: audience. Before the- do that, Fred. Let me put something in here. There are flat earthers out there. I've encountered one on on the internet. I won't name him, but he's real. He lives in Maryland. He denies Australia exists. There are flat earthers that deny (laughs) that Australia exists. They say that all 26 million Australians are paid actors. I kid you not. (laughs) I kid you not.
0: That's unbelievable. Wow. So, okay. That's interesting and not surprising. So for our listening audience The flat earth version that Will shows of Australia, it's shaped like a hot dog. So, you know, it's like much thinner across the horizontal. Anyways, I'm going to play this clip from the debate. Why can't we just get a map of Australia that has the right scale and looks the right shape? Why?
1: Can we ask you, though, every single map that's ever been made, every uh, coastline that's been mapped has all been done by government money, kings and queens. There's no private person going out and building maps, but you expect Austin and I to do that from our house. We're just supposed to go out and map the world for you.
0: So right away, Jaren appeals to a government conspiracy. I guess that's not a big surprise. It's one of their many stock answers, and let's just call this their, I'm gonna call it their dark matter magic wand.
1: (laughs) That's a good one, Fred, that's a good one. Yeah, and by the way, Jaren, is wearing a baseball cap emblazoned with a giant pot leaf and like the official thc logo so kids first thing don't take drugs to get high they make you stupid and paranoid and so fred i will bet dollars to donuts i'm not saying we're going to fund jaron and austin's efforts to go out and map coastlines but if someone were to fund a legitimate study a sociological study, we will find a direct correlation between the interest in flat earth and the legalization of marijuana. I'm I'm putting that out there. Maybe someone else can fund it.
0: I'm going to key this up really quick.
1: Gentlemen, what brings me to my next point, don't smoke crack. (laughs) True that, there you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so in this next clip, Will tries to get them to admit the globe version of Australia is way closer to the truth. So let's listen to Jaren's reaction and particularly how he starts, his very opening reaction. It's interesting. I would be content if you and Jaren would admit right now that the globe shape of Australia must be way closer to the truth than the Gleason map because of these flights.
1: No, I'll, I'll never say But if you... If you want want us to draw the earth for you, to draw the map for you, then you just need to get us the source code for GPS and explain to me why it's hidden by the United States government. It's just a GPS space. It just tells you where you're at. But you get this. If it is changing things and telling people to adjust for the globe, then we would not know that and they would hide the GPS source code, which is exactly what happens. So give me that source code and I'll be able to tell you all the transformations that they've made from the real (laughs) earth to the globe earth. (laughs) Wow. So no, I was paying attention, Fred. And Jaron has to stop himself from basically saying, I'll never believe that. Nothing will ever convince me. So his mind is obviously already made up. Can you play that again?
0: Okay. I'll play the very start. Yeah. it's exactly what he catches himself.
1: No, I'll, I'll never say, (laughs) I'll
0: never, I'll never admit it no matter what. Yeah. So I'd like to comment on this one starting off. So note that he mentions GPS. You know, Ryan and I talked about GPS last week, and I was intimately involved with GPS at my job at Trimble. I was the lead engineer at Trimble of a team in the telematics division. So uh, my question to Jaron is, am I being deceived, or maybe am I part of the conspiracy? Of course, the ground GPS that he refers to, that, that software is not available, and there's a really good reason. It's top secret. Why would the government release the most important software we have running on satellites and running in the ground stations. Why in the world would they release that? Do we really want the Chinese and the Russians to have this software? So he then claims, and I'll say really arrogantly, that if the GPS satellite and server code was available as open source or whatever, and he can get his hands on it, he would be able to find the transformations the government put in the software to make the earth look like a globe. So he's basically accusing all those engineers, including GPS pioneer and Bible-believing Christian Ron Hatch, of lying in some grand conspiracy. And again, you can go back and listen to the show last week that Ryan and I did on the GPS myth that it requires special relativity.
2: And Fred, you know, I used to work here at Ingalls Shipbuilding building destroyers for the U.S. Navy. I worked on the phalanx gun system on the destroyers, on the uh, Ticonderoga class and Arleigh Burke when they first came out. Long story short, though, you know, the Navy has to be in on this worldwide, this flat earth wide conspiracy, doesn't it? Every Navy and every engineer that worked for the Navy, we're sworn to silence. I mean, I get my paycheck. Sometimes I get it from NASA. Sometimes I get it from the Catholic Church. Sometimes I get it from the Freemasons. We're all paid. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. So, are the Chinese in on it? Is Kim Jong-un in on all this conspiracy? So, You know, and the thing to me, Pete and Doug, is do you realize how incredibly complex it would be to put software in the satellites to transform locations such that, you know, it takes four or more satellites to get a good GPS fix. So this software has to be running in all these satellites and more than just four. You can use more satellites to establish a position by improving error recovery to get even more precise location. So... All these satellites would have to converge on a spot and have all this complex software, these transformations, to send the GPS signal to the receivers. The receivers get like position, distance, time, the ephemeris, all this data to achieve triangulation and to locate a fake location on the globe that's really a flat earth. It really is truly a flat earth and it's going to fake it to look like a globe. You know, I can't imagine how hard it would write to write software like that and to test it. And then just for a moment, compare it to their conspiracy claim that NASA has faked these photos. I mean, I guarantee you it would be many orders of magnitude, if not impossible, to write software to fake GPS locations. That's how ridiculous this claim is that this Jaron made. It's, it's remarkable. And yeah. so many people, they won't know that they'll just kind of take it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, this guy must know what he's talking about. I bet you that guy's never seen a line of code.
1: <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, Fred, he, he blames government money, kings and queens. So he immediately appeals to, I mean, most people today have a tendency to not automatically believe the government about just about anything anymore. And so he appeals to that. And he's basically implying that the modern day CIA and the king and queen of Spain back in 1400, they're all working for the same dark forces. And, and Fred, he might actually assert that if he were asked, you know, did Isabella and Comey, did they all work for the same conspiracy? They, they might say that they did. So anyway, it, how it, but, high
2: he is, how many hits off his bong he took. Anyways, Fred,
1: this appeal to the conspiratorial tendencies of so many of us. I like your dark, it's a dark energy rescue device.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Yep. So another point. Will shows how airline travel times clearly match the universally accepted map of Australia. Later in the video, he even shows space pictures of it from the Japanese weather satellite that they send that sends these really cool signals. I want to talk about that in a, in a moment. But So they reply by appealing to automatic programming and how the plane is engineered to change altitude, optimize air resistance, all to match the programmed flight times between cities on their hot dog shaped continent. So, this Austin guy, Austin Whitsitt, I think is his name, he makes the just-so-claim that magnetic declinations explain all these map anomalies for a flat earth. So, to me, Doug and Pete, and you'll relate to this, I view a flat earther's magnetic declination, it's no different than evolutionist convergent evolution. Or maybe, you know, sorry to my Calvinist friends, the anthropomorphism magic wand, Maybe, guys, we call this dark matter rescue device. I mean, yeah, it's just I, I another think, I rescue think you, de-
1: I think you've coined a term, Fred.
0: <laughs> I mean, how many times does this guy in the debate mention magnetic declinations? I don't know. We could look at the transcript. And I bet you it's at least five to ten times, maybe a dozen times. He just pulls that out of the air. He gives the illusion that he knows what he's talking about.
1: Well, Fred, can I just say that the kid on the, on the far right, the, the kid with the beard, Austin? Yep. I, he's not a stupid person. He's not a dumb person. He's he's a no. He seems like a, a smart guy.
2: I think there's a lot of flat earthers that are probably average intelligence, but they've just been deceived by a strong delusion. You know, Satan is a masterful con artist. He can make somebody believe a lie very simply. I mean, we've all fallen for something in our lives. You know, we've all been tempted at something. And, and it's not just that people are, are dumb. A lot of them are, I, would, I like to say, illiterate, not necessarily dumb. But the thing is, you know, Satan is a masterful tactician, and he can pull the wool over just about anybody's eyes unless you have the Holy Spirit. You know, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world within us and operating through us. So I think we, we need to keep that in mind as well.
1: As I watched the portions of the debate I watched, I th- Austin came across to me as a Christian because, well, he spoke about creation. And as far as I can tell, nobody speaks about creation in a positive light except Christians. So even with the Holy Spirit, he seems to be a bit deluded. And Fred, I think you mentioned the Japanese satellite earlier. This is probably one of the greatest exposures, mechanisms of exposure for how many machinations you have to grasp onto... (laughs) <laughs> to believe yeah. that there's a flat earth uh it's called Himawari eight and nine it's a weather satellite right fred or, or a couple weather satellites yeah uh,
0: yeah i want to talk about that here in a second so one other point i wanted to make about austin and he is a smart guy note that he is a little bit bothered by this whole everybody has to be in on the conspiracy he's sensitive to that so he tries to explain that away so he takes a different angle then this Jaron, you can see that there is a slight tension, uh, just a little bit, that he doesn't agree with everything Jaron says because he's uncomfortable with having to think so many people are in on it. And earlier in the debate, you know, he appeals to similar physics, like with satellites and a globe or flat earth. And basically that guys like me, we're not in on the conspiracy because it all just works. The physics is the same for both flat earth and the globe. And we wouldn't be able to tell. Well, that's silly. That's not true. Um, I've already talked about how GPS, you know, there's no way you can make that thing fake a uh, globe. But what he's missing, though, when Will brings up all the flight times in Australia, you know, he can't play that card there. Hi, this is Bob Enyart. If you are enjoying this Real Science Radio show, well, then please tune in next week for the conclusion. And right now, if you go on our website, realscienceradio.com or for short, rsr.org. You can click on the store and you will help us to stay on the air by making a donation, subscribe to one of our monthly services, or just browse the science department. I think you'll love the audio, the videos, and the books there. So this is Bob Enyart for Fred Williams and Real Science Radio. May God bless you.
2: Intelligent design
0: Hi, I'm Fred Williams, and if you enjoy Real Science Radio, please check out Colorado Right to Life. You can find them online at CRTL.org. That's CRTL.org. They've been fighting against abortion without compromise for the last 50 years. Now, with the fall of Roe, they need your help more than ever. Join them in the fight against abortion right here in Colorado. That's CRTL.org. Again, that's CRTL.org.